Welcome to the Coach's Blog, powered by Drew Dillman Coaching. This is Dizzle D. I've been racing bikes for about a decade now. Uh, that includes road, mountain bike, cyclocross, even getting into some gravel now. Uh, but my primary discipline is cyclocross. Uh, I've been owning and operating my own coaching business, Drew Dillman Coaching, for about two years now, since 20. 18. It exists to push athletes to their limits, encourage them every pedal stroke of the way, and to be the guy in their corner through it all. It is my goal as a coach to see each athlete's hard work and suffering pay off. Those are the mission and vision statements of Drew Dillman Coaching. Uh, because I've been racing for over a decade now, I've gained a lot of experience and knowledge just through that racing and even now as being a coach for a couple years. Uh, so I use this blog to share some of that information with my athletes and anybody else willing to listen. We're taking a small break from the Racing Weight series and have landed on the topic of productivity. In blog number 16, I talked about why it's so important for you to be effective before you're efficient. We could potentially be very efficient, get a lot done, and accomplish goals only to realize that those goals weren't even the ones we really cared about in the first place. Having a clear mission statement and life goal will help direct our everyday actions. In this blog, we'll be jumping into some of the specific methods and systems that you can start implementing to become a more productive and efficient person and therefore athlete. Matt Perman, in his book, What's Best Next, says it takes more than just enthusiasm great ideas, native talent, and hard work to get things done. It takes a method. Why? Why do we need productivity? Why would we waste time on the coach's blog talking about productivity? Isn't this blog about helping athletes accomplish their athletic goals and pushing them to get faster on the bike? Yes, and that's why we're talking about productivity. Productivity will help you get faster on the bike. There are a few reasons I believe this to be true. We are lazy people. Let's be honest. We don't really want to go for that long endurance ride our crazy coach is forcing us to do. What we really want to do is to order pizza and watch Gilmore Girls. But what we really, really want is to win bike races. And that's why we ride and train and eat a healthy diet. When we clearly define our goals, we can set up strategies to help us get there. Because, unfortunately, intention and self-determination just isn't going to cut it. Systems trump intentions. I often see athletes who have big goals and even have the self-determination and motivation to accomplish those goals, but what they lack is a system or method that keeps them striving after those goals each and every day. Productivity helps us to set up systems and structures that push us to accomplish our goals. Everyone wants to be great until it's time to do what greatness requires. Productivity saves time. And when you save time in other areas, that means you have more time for bike riding, bike riding training, and healthy meal prep. Perman writes that being really good at something is a huge time saver. So what this means is that hopefully you can find a career or goal that is not only something you're very passionate about, but also something that you're really good at. This will help with productivity. 
Perman's advice is that you want to be doing what you do best every single day. It forces you to get serious about your priorities. This goes back to the last blog on effectiveness. Before you can be efficient at what you do, you must actually figure out what it is you want to be doing and accomplishing. This forces you to look at all your different roles in life and the goals you want to accomplish within each of those roles. Then having a structure allows you to prioritize those roles and the goals associated with them. A plan propels you into preparation. When you already know what tasks you have to accomplish tomorrow, you can already start preparing for them today. If you have a crazy hard workout on the schedule tomorrow, you can be more prepared both physically and mentally because you've already thought about it and can do what it takes ahead of time to properly tackle it. Maybe this means eating a good dinner and getting good sleep. Make a weekly schedule. Perman writes, we need to go into our weeks with a deliberate plan. On my productivity journey over the past few months, the best thing I've learned to incorporate into my planning is a weekly schedule. Cal Newport in his best-selling book, Deep Work, even says we should schedule every single hour of every single day. I tried that method and it didn't last very long at all. I've always wanted to try and put together a daily schedule, but found it way too burdensome to sit down every single night and plan out each day. The solution was simpler than I expected, and yet I didn't discover it until reading what's best next. Make a weekly schedule. Now I only have to sit down and plan out a schedule once a week instead of every single day. This method is much more realistic and easier to make into a habit. Here's how you do it. Number one, create a graph. That includes weekdays on the top and hours down the side, like the one below. This will be your permanent template, so make it into something you can easily view and edit each week. We all operate a little different, and so create it in the way that makes the most sense to you. Number two, insert required events or meetings. These are those rock-solid time commitments you can't avoid or put off. For example, a Friday leadership meeting at 2 p.m. That's immovable and required, so schedule it. Number three, insert daily workflow. We will define daily workflow, workflow more in depth, but it's basically the most important things you should be doing every single day. These should be several hours long and in the mornings. Number four, insert everything else based on their priority. If working out is high priority, plan it next. Then just keep going from there. I usually have my Training Peaks account pulled up as well so I can make sure I plan the right amount of time for each day's scheduled workouts. Here's what my weekly schedule looks like. There will be a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. Helpful notes. Number one, don't put this off. This may take 15 to 20 minutes on a Sunday night or a Monday morning, but the time that you'll save is well worth that investment. Just do it. The times we feel too busy to create our weekly schedule are the times we need it the most. Number two, don't cram too much into your weekly schedule or it won't all get accomplished. Figure out what's most important and make sure it gets scheduled. It just won't work if you try to force too much into it. Number three, make it easy to access. I use Numbers, which is Apple's version of Spreadsheet, 
I create my weekly schedule on my computer and it automatically syncs with the numbers app on my phone so I can easily access it at any time and in any place. Number four, keep it flexible. Don't make your schedule so rigid that you can't spontaneously do something fun with your wife or take the dog for a much needed afternoon walk. This should be just a guideline or a template for you to refer to and keep you on track and on task. Number five, be smart about your time allotments. Things always take longer than we think. We get distracted and off task and a lot more than we like to admit. To help combat these distractions, you can allot yourself a specific time limit to accomplish a specific task, almost like a time limit. This will help you stay focused on the task at hand and avoid allowing it to take half the day. Number six, attach your mission, vision, and roles to this document. You can notice at the top of my weekly schedule that I have two other pages attached. These have my mission, vision, and roles listed and defined so I can easily refer to them each week when I'm creating my schedule. This helps make sure I'm prioritizing the right things each week. Stephen Covey says the key is not to prioritize your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. The benefits of a weekly schedule. After a few months, I've noticed a few benefits of a weekly schedule. Here they are. Number one, it's easier. Now you can still have a schedule, but only have to sit down and actually plan it out once a week instead of every single day. Number two, it helps you set priorities. Now you can figure out what's most important and make sure it gets scheduled, which is the first step to getting it accomplished. Number three, it helps you mentally prepare. This is especially true of those high pain tolerance type workouts your crazy coach puts into training peaks. Knowing you have a crazy hard workout on Tuesday and Saturday and putting it in the schedule allows you to mentally prepare for it and show up ready to embrace the pain and get it done. Number four, it helps you plan. When you know you have a really long endurance ride on Saturday and you've got it in the schedule, it helps you be more aware and plan ahead. When rides are that long, you can't just wing it. If you're like me, you have to plan your nutrition the night before and make sure it's okay with your wife that you'll be gone half the day. Define daily workflow. I mentioned earlier that that knowing your daily workflow will help you accomplish more of your goals, but you don't know what daily workflow is, and so here we go. Daily workflow are the important things you have to do every day and the things you do best. Hopefully those two categories overlap. Your highest priority items should be the very first thing you do each day. This is so simple and yet so helpful. Again, something I had never thought about until reading what's best next. When you do the most important things first, you can't procrastinate and keep putting them off. And this makes sure they get done. If they truly are the most important things, then they must be accomplished. Another great thing about this is that it takes off a ton of pressure for the rest of the day. When you've already accomplished that day's essential tasks before lunch, that means you have the afternoon to get ahead or work on projects that don't have high priority. This is great. To give you an example, I'll explain my daily workflow. For me, this means getting my training peaks specific work done first. My athletes are the highest priority for my job, so I make sure to put their training plans first on my daily workflow list. I'll also schedule any calls that may be needed with athletes and respond to important emails. 
It is my goal to complete all these tasks early so I have the rest of the day to focus on my workouts and projects I'm currently tackling. This week's projects are this blog and building a deck in my backyard. I have my daily workflow tasks at the bottom of my weekly schedule as a reminder. Create lists. Another hot topic in the productivity world is lists. What lists should you have? How many should you have? What kind of list app should you have? What should be on each list? How do you incorporate those lists into daily workflow and productivity? Let's answer those questions. Let's start with the app. I use Reminders, which is just the stock Apple app that comes on every iPhone and Apple product. This allows me to create lists and have them synced across devices via the cloud. I have five permanent lists. There are several other list apps you could use. I would, su I would suggest trying them out and figure out which one works best for you. The lists I use them and how I use them. Number one, weekly priorities. These are the high priority tasks and goals I would like to or need to accomplish this week. I've found it's easier to let this list grow rather long, but the goal here is to accomplish everything on this list by the end of this week, and so it's best to keep it pretty short. This also does not include my daily workflow, since those are the things you should be doing every single day anyways. Number two, master projects. These are the ideas and goals I'd like to accomplish sometime soon, but not necessarily this week. The idea here is that I would weekly review this list and eventually move items from this list to the weekly priorities list. Number three, back burner. These are the big idea projects or long-term projects. These are the goals I'd like to accomplish for a long time from now. Eventually, these will move into the master project list and then onto the weekly priorities list. Number four, task list. This is where Siri stores all of the, hey Siri, remind me to dot, dot, dot. Number five, grocery list. Pretty self-explanatory. I only use this list for non-essential items that I'll likely forget, so I don't list out every single thing I'll shop for here. A little side note on these lists is anytime I'm on a bike ride or walking or anything like that and I'm thinking about things I need to do, uh, this is how I capture those thoughts and those ideas is by putting them into these weekly priorities, master projects, back burner, task list, or grocery list. That's why it's helpful to have this on your phone. Serve others. One of my favorite takeaways from Perman's view on productivity was his emphasis on serving others through our productivity. Don't forget that his book, What's Best Next, is a Christian perspective on productivity. And one of the key features of Christianity is serving others. And so this makes sense. Often when we think about serving others, we jump to big conclusions. We instantly think we need to feed the homeless, serve at the local soup kitchen, donate all we own, or move to a foreign country. But Perma makes it much more simple than that. He writes, good works are not simply the rare, extraordinary, or super spiritual things we do. Rather, they are anything, they are anything we do in faith. He even says that we don't have to quit our jobs to do good works. We can do good works through our jobs. So what does that mean? He also writes, a radical concern for others is to be at the heart of our productivity and the heart of everything we do every day. 
This means that we should strive to do our best work because when we do our best work, we are serving others. One of the greatest forms of generosity is to be excellent at what you do. This opens up your eyes to see people and distractions not as inconveniences to your work, but rather as opportunities to serve and love. Life is about God and life is about people. That's really important. Even as, even as we pursue our personal athletic goals and career goals. Don't forget to enjoy relationships and use the gifts God has given you to serve others wholeheartedly. Conclusion. We all have goals. Effectiveness is all about making sure those goals line up with what you really care about and what you really want to do with your life and your time. Efficiency is figuring out the best method to accomplish those goals. You can have some pretty big goals and even have a strong motivation to accomplish those goals, but if you don't actually set up a system of attack, then those goals will most likely remain unfulfilled. Productivity is all about optimizing systems and structures to help you accomplish those goals. So give it a shot. Create your own personal mission statement. Come up with a vision statement and life goal. Try creating a weekly schedule. Define your daily workflow. Figure out what your different roles in life are and what each role requires. Start creating lists and referring to them periodically. And serve others through it all. And don't forget, these methods and structures aren't the goal, but rather just a tool to help accomplish the goals you're really passionate about. If you've got questions about this blog on productivity or any of my other blogs, I'd be happy to answer and discuss any of these topics. And if you're interested in what coaching may look like with Drew and Coaching, then feel free to reach out and we can jump on a call to see what you're looking for and see if I can help. Thanks for tuning in and I hope this information is helpful as you strive after your goals both on and off the bike. This has been another Coach's Blog brought to you by Drew Delman Coaching in the Purple Lightning Power Studios. Let me end this Coach's Blog with a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Bean. Bean who? It's been way too long since you've heard a knock-knock joke.